0: Welcome to Work and the Future, a podcast about tomorrow with your host, Linda Nazareth.
1: Well, hello, and thank you for joining me today. I have a fascinating discussion to share with you today, and it's about the metaverse. Now, maybe you're an expert in what the metaverse is, or maybe you're just becoming familiar with it. Definition's a little bit fluid, But basically, it's a virtual reality space where users can interact within a computer-generated environment and interact with other users. So if you're into video games, you know all about some of this. What I think most of us don't really know, we're just getting our minds around it, is how the metaverse might change work. And there are a lot of ways that it might change it, including, have us, including having us interact with our coworkers using headsets and avatars and you know, being in kind of in a space, which isn't the office, but brings us together. So I'm really fortunate that I was joined on this episode by Mark Purdy, who's an expert on this. Mark's an independent economics and technology advisor based in London, England, and he's been studying this for a while. He taught me a lot during our conversation, uh, got me to think about what things are going to look like and probably not that long from now. It's going to be a uh, pretty cool transition and maybe a little bit of a scary one too. I had a great conversation with Mark. Please stay with me to hear it. the metaverse mean for the future of work? To talk about that, I'm joined by Mark Purdy. He's an independent economics and technology advisor based in London. Mark, thank you so much for doing this.
0: Thanks for inviting me.
1: Well, it's a really interesting topic, kind of a radical shift when you think about how it will work. But before we even get to the metaverse, I'd like to ask you about your own career. Like, how did you get to be an expert in this area?
0: Well, um, to to a certain extent, it it kind of happens uh, by accident. Uh, So my background is in economics. So I trained as an economist. Um, I I studied in in Dublin, Ireland, as you can probably tell from uh, the accent. Um, And early in my career, um, I worked initially uh, for the UK, sorry, for the Irish government, and then for the UK government as an economist. And I was focused very much on microeconomics. Um, I worked on antitrust economics, what we call competition policy here in in the UK. Um, So I was involved in looking at various um, market situations, monopolies, mergers, doing the economic analysis for that. And at a a certain stage in my career, I was um, asked to to join a a management consultancy, a very big management consultancy. um as part of that move i tended to become much more involved in what we call thought leadership so looking at you know big issues for ceos you know whether it's around globalization or or technology and developing sort of points of view uh, around those um and so gradually over the years i began to drift more into next generation technologies and I'm trying to bring my, my sort of economic skills to, to help enterprises, to help business leaders and and government leaders understand what do these technologies mean? So, you know, I always say I'm I'm an economist who looks at technology. Um, you know, I understand a certain amount of technology, but what I'm really interested in is what do all of these new technologies like, you know, artificial intelligence and machine learning and virtual reality and the metaverse, what do they actually mean, you know for economies, for for businesses, for society, and, and you know just for us as people and, and and citizens. So it's always about trying to you know make sense of 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 what's going on and and bring some of my um economic skills to bear in in understanding these uh, new new technologies, which I think you know are really fascinating.
1: Well, actually, I'm an economist too, but my career has not taught me a lot about the metaverse. Honestly, I'm not even sure how to precisely define it. So why don't you start with that? When you say the metaverse, what are we really
0: talking about? Well, you know, the, the, the metaverse is, you know, it's somewhat hard to define because everybody talks about it in a slightly different way. But I, I think the best way to think about it is it is it's a kind of a series of virtual worlds. Uh, or platforms, uh, 3D platforms. And in each of these platforms, what you can do is, you know, you can interact uh, with with other users uh, using what's called an avatar, which is a kind of a digital representation of of yourself. Uh, so you can interact with others. You can you can socialize. Um, you you can you know buy some goods and services, uh, some digital goods and services. You can sell uh, digital goods and services. So it you know the metaverse is, as I say, it's really um, a series of digital platforms that allow you to sort of interact um, and socialize with others. Some people say it's you know a kind of a three D version of the internet um to to a certain extent and i think there you know there is some truth in that um but the one difference is that actually at the moment there isn't one single metaverse there are lots of them and they're not all joined up or interoperable in the way that say the original uh internet was um but you can kind of think of it as sort of virtual 3D worlds that allow you to do lots of kind of socializing and, and, and interaction and, you know, kind of sell goods and services.
1: So which technologies are we talking about that are part of this? I mean, 3D graphics, obviously, but what else?
0: Well, there's actually a vast kind of panoply of different sort of technologies that are involved in creating the metaverse, And, you know, I think it's it's to say that we're only really able to create the metaverse now because a lot of these technologies have come to fruition. Um, so you, you've got obviously you know, cloud platforms, you've got AI machine uh, learning, uh, you've got virtual reality and augmented reality uh, technologies. You know, those are all important just in terms of helping to create these met- metaverse platforms um but you also have some more unusual technologies um so for example blockchain is very important in the metaverse because you've got digital currencies that are used in the metaverse so you need a way of verifying um you know the kind of the the, the chain of transactions and, and so blockchain comes into play um and then you have things that are called uh, nfts non-fungible tokens you know which are kind of unique forms, unique sort of digital creations uh, that you know, they can, it can be art, it can be music, it can be memes. So you know those are sort of the basic uh, technologies. We're beginning to see uh, some use of uh, 3D headsets uh, as well to give that more kind of surround uh, experience. You don't need a headset to participate in the metaverse, but it does actually add to that uh, immersive effect. And we're also beginning to see uh, the use of what what are called haptics, you know, so technologies that kind of recreate the, the sensation of touch and movement. Um, so a, a lot of um, the companies that are sort of pioneers in the metaverse are looking at, you know, how do we make the metaverse? Um more of a kind of a, an immersive interactive experience where you can actually you know touch objects and interact with them and 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 so forth. So it's constantly evolving, but there's a, a huge range of technologies that are actually involved in 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 bringing the the metaverse uh, to life.
1: okay, so let's talk about the work implications. Obviously, this opens some things up for remote workers. like how do you envision this coming together? Will we all be Will the idea be that a company creates this and people interact that way?
0: Yeah, so I mean, I, I think when when you talk about the metaverse for work, it's it's happening, I think, in a different way uh, from the metaverse for consumers, right? I think that's something we need to distinguish. So in relation to um workplaces and metaverse-based workplaces we're We're seeing two approaches. one is um you know some enterprises are creating their own workplace uh, metaverses, you know particularly you know sort of technology companies uh, because they have the capabilities uh, to do that. um but we also see that there are some providers, some um, companies that are actually specializing in creating Metaverse-based uh, platforms for for companies. So, you know, you can take, say, a multinational company, and they will, you know, they they will ask one of these sort of specific companies, "Can you create me a platform for just for my workers, just for you know the people in my enterprise um, to to sort of uh, to to interact on on a daily basis? And can you build in these sort of features that would?" We'd like to see. Um, So typically, uh, you know, the workplace-based metaverses, you know, by their nature, they're not kind of open to all, right? They're they're kind—they tend to be restricted to the specific company. Although I think it's likely that in the future we will begin to see maybe some of these metaverses beginning to sort of join up and and sort of uh, blend into each other. And, you know, I think that could be good in terms of promoting more interoperability. But at the moment, they're very much um, focused on individual enterprises and their workforces.
1: Okay, so I'm trying to picture this. Say, you know, you are in a company. Are you, uh, You're an avatar. Your colleague's an avatar. Do you see them sitting at a desk? Or I'm wondering the privacy issues here.
0: Yeah, so th- I mean, the way it typically works at the moment is, um, let's say your company has a metaverse, and so what you will do is uh, use just using your computer, uh, you'll you know you'll click on on a link, um, and that will take you to your company's metaverse, and probably what you will see initially. Is a kind of a virtual reality version of your office environment. It doesn't have to be the same as your actual office environment, but it will be an office environment. So your avatar uh will will be there and you can see your avatar and you can personalize it and 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 so forth. And typically, sort of using the keys on, on your um on your computer keyboard you'll be able to sort of move around you'll be able to you know click and sit down stand up and uh, knock on people's sort of doors you know it depends a little bit on the actual uh, platform um you'll see other people in your office who who are also logged into the Metaverse, you'll be able to see their avatars so you know, if it's whatever, if it's Simon from accounts, you can see his avatar, you can see, is he at his desk or having lunch or he's chatting to someone. So you, you get that kind of panoramic sweep of the office, similar to when you go into an actual office, right? And you kind of look around, you see who's who's around and what, you know, what they're up to, and you get a sense of kind of what's going on. Um, you can go um to different offices. Uh, you can see if people are busy. You can also have what what I would call, you know, these sort of bump in experiences, bump into experiences, like the kind of water cooler kind of moments where okay, you just meet someone and you kind of have a chat. Um, and maybe that, you know, maybe that leads uh, you know, to a client meeting or a new idea. So this is actually what one of the the, the key benefits uh, of um, you know the metaverse-based workplaces. Now, you know, are, are there privacy implications? Um, I mean, sort of possibly um, in the sense that you know, clearly people can see whether you're in the metaverse or not. If you're in the um, if you're in the actual sort of metaverse workplace uh, today. Um, and, you know, maybe for some people, they might not like that so much uh, because they might feel that they're sort of potentially sort of being monitored and people are kind of watching what 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 they're doing. And um, I think a lot of that comes down to how enterprises actually use the metaverse and, and how they introduce it. And, you know, I think as long as they're using it as a tool for collaboration and immersion and, you know, enhancing the, the the work experience then they shouldn't have too too many problems but of course if they begin to see it as well hey you went on the metaverse today <laughs> um as a tool of kind of social control you know then i think that you know would be something that would probably turn uh, a lot of workers off the metaverse so you know, like a lot of technologies, the privacy implications depend to a certain extent on on how people actually use them, how enterprises decide to use it.
1: Okay, I have to say, personally, I don't find this all that appealing. At least it's a, a big leap, right, to think about it. But if I was like a 20-year-old gamer uh, graduating, this might feel really natural. So is this going to be a generational shift that it's easy to do
0: it? Yeah, I I, I think... There is a generational aspect to it, you know. So the metaverse does have deep roots in the gaming world, you know. Actually, you can see that, you know, a lot of the companies that are very active in the metaverse, like you know, Roblox, for example, you know, they 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 started off in in gaming. They're still big in in gaming. Um, however, um, you know, so I think well, I think there is. An intergenerational aspect. Now, I think that there is a role potentially for younger workers helping, you know, the older generation to kind of understand the technologies and and and, and see the benefits. However, it could also work the other way because, you know, what, what one of the problems is that if if the metaverse-based solutions if they're not interactive enough, if you know, if if you know if if they're not going to astound people with with great sort of graphics and 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 games and so forth, then you could get a sense of disappointment amongst uh younger uh users because they're used to you know they use used to amazing graphics from from the gaming world. And and so you know you don't want a kind of reaction as like, well this is a bit, you know, uh, you know, to, you know, five years ago and or this is something that you know uh the much older Generation has kind of dreamed up. So this is an issue. There's there's a question about expectations. To be honest, at the moment, a lot of the technology is still it's still somewhat nascent, um, or at least some you know the platforms. They're getting a lot better, but there's still a way to go in terms of making them very kind of interactive and reducing some of the clunkiness and things like that. Um, and so being able to meet the expectations, particularly of, you know, young, the younger generation as they come into the workforce is going to be crucial. I think that will be critical in deciding where, you know, whether or not uh, metaverse space workplaces actually kind of take off in the long run.
1: So if you're an organization that wants to maybe experiment about this, what do you need in terms of technology and what else do you need to think about?
0: Uh, you, you you need to think um, de- definitely you need to think about uh, whether you you know you've got the computing power <laughs> uh, So you know you, you need to you know whether that's a data center or, or you know a cloud providers, you know the, um, actually the metaverse is a voracious user <laughs> of, of data um, and, and energy. So you need to make sure that you, you have the infrastructure, uh, to, to, to make it happen, the kind of scalable infrastructure. That's maybe the first kind of thing. Um, secondly, you need to think about the content um, and you need to think, think about what, what what is your workplace metaverse going to be like? So, you know, if you're just going to recreate a kind of a drab office environment, like, you know, like the drab <laughs> office environment that many people are used to, You you know, you may as well not bother because it's like people are not going to want to just go around, um, you know, a a virtual reality version of of their office. Um, So you need to think about how do you make it more exciting? How do you bring in a sense of adventure? Um, How do you make it more visually appealing? And we do see some of that. So, you know, some of the pioneers in this space are creating... You know, like kind of space, kind of space station backgrounds or sand gardens, you know, so there's a sense of, um, you know, space that you can explore and you can sort of, you can change the, the backdrop. Um, thirdly, then they need to sort of think a bit about policy towards the metaverse. And, um, you know, this, this is a bit, you know, this is a bit of an issue because you'll you, you you, you'll have people um, in the company, uh, metaverse. But it's important to realize, you know, all of the policies sort of still apply, right? You know that um, behavior in the metaverse is going to be really important. How people interact in the metaverse, it's just got it's going to be just as important as it is in in the real world. And so, making sure that you have. Uh, policies in place, and that people kind of understand the ground rules <laughs> is, is is going to be uh, uh, important. Um, and then you know finally, you just need to make sure that pe- you need to make sure that people use it uh, and that they're incentivized to use it. They want to use it. Um, but going back to what I said earlier, it's very important that enterprises, don't see it as a system of of control. You know, this isn't sort of Big Brother, brother watching. You know, who, who's using it or who's who's in the metaverse workplace uh, today? Because I think as soon as people feel that it's being used for control purposes, um, that will be a bit of a turn off for um, a, a lot a lot of uh, workers. So ultimately, you know, it's a, it is a tool for productivity and collaboration, but it's got to be fun. And people shouldn't feel that they're being kind of forced into it. They, they should be sort of drawn to it.
1: So if we go ahead five years or maybe 10 years, how prevalent will this be?
0: Um, I, I think it will be uh, increasingly prevalent. I mean, I think sort of five years, I, you know, I don't think it's going, you know, I don't think every um, company is necessarily going to have a, uh, a metaverse place uh based workforce but i think actually a lot of companies will um and especially larger companies and you know multinational companies you know that have very kind of far-flung workforces and you know people in lots of different offices all all over the world um i think you know increasingly they will be looking to use um metaverse uh based uh Kind of platforms, you know, for for work, and the the reason why that will happen is that, you know, actually I think a lot of enterprises are, are still, you know, they're they're still somewhat unsure about remote-based hybrid working, you know. So obviously we've seen this huge shift to remote and hybrid working, you know, during the pandemic. Um, and you know, that's kind of worked, you know, up to up to a, up to a certain point. But um, I, I think also, you know, at the same time, a lot of enterprises sort of feel that they've lost something in that move to hybrid working, and to a certain extent, a lot of uh, workers do as well. You know, they don't have the same interactivity and, and immersion. So, uh, you know, I think there's an imperative that enterprises are facing to find a better way of uh you know helping their workforce you know to to collaborate uh and to kind of you know socialize and to kind of recreate some of that and and that's you know i think the metaverse is is at the moment it's the best sort of technology that we've got uh to, to help us uh achieve that so i think that's going to be a big sort of push um Towards the metaverse, but you know there there are going to be challenges along the way, and um, got you know there'll be sort of hiccups in the process. Um, but you know certainly in five years' time, I would expect to see a lot more enterprises really using the metaverse or some you know kind of version of it to really drive more interactive working.
1: Really interesting. Let's see how it develops. Mark, thank yeah. you so much for
0: talking to me. Yeah, thank you.
1: Mark Verde is an independent economics and technology advisor. Well, that's it for today. If you'd like to know more about Mark and his work, please take a look at our show notes. You'll find some links there. If you'd like to connect with me, I'm on Twitter at @relentlesseco. Relentless Eco. Now, if you did like this conversation about the future of work, please take a moment and leave a rating or a review wherever you get your podcasts. That will really help people to find us. and will help us continue these discussions. Thank you so much for listening. And thanks, as always, to Stokely Audio for audio production.
0: To learn more about Work and the Future and to see show notes, go to theworkandthefuturepodcast.com. You can also contact us at comments at theworkandthefuturepodcast.com. The Work and the Future podcast with Linda Nazareth is a relentless economics production.